0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded legend,
1: Mr. Paul Evans. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 128. We are fast moving through the hundreds here. Thanks, uh, firstly, thank you very much indeed to everybody who listened. ...to our bumper first uh, podcast of 2018 last week. We really appreciate uh, everybody that took the time to listen to it. It was an hour and a half, so uh, we appreciate that. Um, But this week's show, we've got just the one match to talk about uh, this week, but the club have done some early transfer business, and we'll be covering that later on in this show, as well as the really tough league fixture that we had against... Boreham Wood Uh, we also caught up with Justin Edinburgh after yesterday's match but as uh, but first let's crack on with our friends over at the supporters club we've got a couple of things to bring you up to speed with with them
0: yep so two games to tell you about first of all the trip to Bognor Regis next Saturday in the FA Trophy Saturday the 13th of January this cost for this one is £20 it's a flat fare for all categories and coaches depart from Brisbane Road at 10am and following on from that we have Halifax away and that's on the 20th of January. The cost for this one is £31 for adults, £28 for concessions, and there's a £3 surcharge for non-members. The coach leaves a little bit earlier for this one at half past nine from Brisbane Road, and this match kicks off at 3pm. As always, you can book uh, any of these coaches two ways, either in the Supporters Club on a match day, either post or before kickoff, off or, uh, or on the travel line, which is 07722 135970. Remember, those costs do not include your matchday tickets, so please book your tickets beforehand or have enough cash to get on the ground if you're going to pay on the turnstiles. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: the other thing we wanted to reiterate to you is the Starman Award Dinner. Uh, there wasn't one last year, but we were at the one before that. They are a really, really, really good evening. It's on Sunday, the 29th of April. It's at the Prince Regent Hotel uh, in Chigwell. Uh, price of tickets are £45. It includes a meal, the awards ceremony, and there is a disco afterwards as well. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a bank holiday Monday the next day. Day. Normally, That's usually how they do yeah. it. I have to double check. See Simon or Linda at the Supporters Club if you're going to a game. Uh, otherwise, you can uh, email loscinfo. That stands for los. Uh, that stands for late night Supporters Club. loscinfo at aol dot com. So don't miss out. We're going to be there. Sure. That's not the main reason to go. Um, you get a chance to speak to Justin and Ross and and all the players. I dare say Nigel and Kent probably I'm going to stick my neck out and say they will one of them will possibly or both will possibly be there don't know for sure Um, but yeah great
0: evening can't wait to go yeah should be a cracking night so get your tickets as soon as because that will sell out definitely so A new update from the Leighton Orient Trust. We didn't have one last week, but we do have one this week. Mm. So starting off with Aaron Pollock, Charlie Barker and Christian Scouse popped into the score centre on Thursday the 21st of December to sign posters and chat to the participants of Theo's soccer skill session. The players also took part in their own crossbar challenge after being prompted by the excited youngsters. However, there was no winner to report as they were all useless. (laughs) However, a little after.
1: Yeah, as winners of the competition held... Uh, at Theo's Christmas party, 27 delighted Junior Fans had the privilege of being pre-match flag bearers or penalty takers at the game on December 30th—a fun and memorable experience for our young fans, and one we hope to repeat later in the season.
0: Yep, 48 young people attended as guests for the club and utilised the fans for diversity hub at the game last week against Bromley. In partnership with Peabody Housing, the Leyland Trust directed funding from the Premier League Kicks programme into the leaders community, and consequently, those attending the Chingford-based dance project received their sports leaders UK Level One in dance leadership certificates on the pitch at half-time so well as A1 yeah, got absolutely. certificates on the game for that day. yeah at both the home and away
1: games versus Dagenham and Redbridge walking footballers from both clubs were invited to partake in a half-time five-a-side penalty shootout as part of the united festive effort promoting goodwill and diversity Instigated by Kick It Out, but more specifically ex-Dagger Anwar Udin, now lead at the Fans for Diversity campaign, the idea that local rivals can actually be united for a cause off the pitch was highly successful with both sets of players also being pre-match flag bearers alongside some of the Dagger's under-12 and under-14 girls football teams. Prior to the Games, the Fans for Diversity Hub at Brisbane Road was used to host a kick-it-out workshop run by O's fan Tom Taylor, where the young female footballers were joined by pupils from Walthamstow Senior School, Willowbrook. I'm really pleased with how the Fans for Diversity Derby activity between the O's and Daggers turned out across the festive period, said Anwar. It was an opportunity to provide and share some seasonal cheers with fans, and it was great that both clubs were able to show their support towards Fans for Diversity and kick it out in such a unique way. So that was a fantastic bumper update from the the Trust, and you can just see how broad... A reach that the, the you know and the diversity inclusion that they're you know they're actually doing is absolutely fantastic. So uh, kudos to them. Kudos to Anwar as well. Yeah, Great absolutely. initiative. So
0: well done everybody. So that's uh, that's the updates uh, that we had. Yeah. So the week that was in, So we recorded the last podcast on Monday, the first of January. So moving on now to Tuesday, the second of January. And Sam Dorby was included in a Daily Mirror article. Eleven young stars ready to make their mark in two thousand and eighteen. And the quote for Sam was, every year new gems emerge from the non-league scene and one of the next could-be late in Orient striker, Sam Dolby. Dorby, 18, scored his first Orient goal just four minutes into his senior debut just over a year ago and has continued to plunder goals. He averaged a goal a game last season and caused a stir at youth level for the National League side. A six-foot, in, two-inch centre-forward who is quick and left-footed, Dorby has been tipped to make big strides in 2018 and has the huge potential to be a top forward he has no shortage of inspiration at the highest level with the likes of Jamie Vardy and Charlie Austin having tried in the same path from the semi-professional ranks to Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Although he's not...
1: Sam's not arguably not semi-professional, but yes, uh, the fact that he's starting at a lower league club absolutely yeah. spot on. Yeah, so uh, it's a shame though that so many people are aware of of him. That's the only problem. Um, that that's that's the issue with that. But you know, he's uh, a bright prospect for us. So Wednesday the third of January. Well done to Dean Brill, who was named in the National League team of the week. Uh, we quote the um, piece that was in that paper. It says Dean Brill lived up to his name as Orient secured a much-needed win. Uh, Much-needed clean sheet in their goalless East London derby match with Dagenham. Apologies. The club do something a bit different in the afternoon. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, the club do something a bit different in the afternoon and ask fans to vote for the club's away strip next season, giving fans the option of three different coloured kits with the choices yeah. as
0: follows. So the three first three choices were choice A was a yellow shirt, black shorts with yellow socks, Second choice was the blue shirt with the blue shorts and blue socks with a bit of a red trim gun on. And option C was the green shirt with black shorts and green socks. So by the time you listen to this podcast, voting will have closed as it closes on Sunday at midnight on the 7th of Jan. So if you voted, well done. And if you haven't, you can't really complain if there's a kit that comes out next season and you don't like it. Absolutely. Mr Levy, um, what's your favourite? What are you brought you plumped for?
1: I went for B yeah, because it looks classy. Um, but I just love the fact that it's another way that the club is engaging with us fans. Um, however if option C that's my second favourite option A to me looked like a goalkeeper's yeah, I outfit agree. so um,
0: but yeah B or C for me for me I like the green let's go green so I vote option C and hopefully that's someone we'll be seeing okay. like you said great initiative from the club and good to see that they're taking the fans views on board free choices there so like we said you can't really moan about the kit if you haven't voted so yeah kudos to all at the club yeah 6:30 uh, or or around uh, that
1: sort of time the club confirmed that striker Dan Holman has joined us on loan from Cheltenham Town until the end of the season now we mentioned this last week because uh, in the last episode because uh, Gary Johnson yeah. unfortunately let it slip in his post match Uh, press interviews Holman joins us on a deal until the end of the season from Cheltenham
0: Town and is eligible to make his debut at home to Boreham Wood Yep so Holman has a wealth of National League experience so he's had loan spells at Wrexham Aldershot Dover and Woking on loan. So he scored 14 goals in 26 games for Woking. And then later on that season, he got another loan move to Cheltenham Town and he scored 16 goals in 18 starts. That's amazing. He had a record. In starts as well. That's fantastic. fantastic. And he, that season, he was named as a joint winner of the National League's Golden Boot. And that season, Cheltenham were also promoted to League Two. Ninth. after two goals of 26 league appearances for Cheltenham he signed for Wood earlier this season on a 93 day loan and got four goals and ten which isn't too bad that's alright yeah. every couple of games he's scoring and I think people need
1: to understand that I think it's not worked out for him at Cheltenham because he had quite a bad injury yeah. that he's just recovered from so um, you know he hasn't just suddenly turned uh, rubbish or
0: anything um, your views on that? Yeah for me great record National League level mm-hmm. having scored over 30 goals for two seasons ago in Cheltenham's promotion winning season he's a good age I think he's only 27 he's played with James Dayton before in that Cheltenham team so he should be able to link up well with Dayton uh, one thing I did though is that a lot of Cheltenham fans really respect yeah. more of him really, were quite sad to see him go which is always a good sign Uh it's we, like we had the Coulson with Cambridge fans, so you've just taken
1: that. Good to see that, that out, out of my mouth, really. Yeah, hundred percent agree. It's always good when other fans are sad to see play a player go. Absolutely, but I agree with you on on most of what you said there. The question is, though, for me, will he be first choice to partner Bond up front? And if so, what happens to Moon's and Harold's place in the team? Then will they just be named as two? I mean, it, these these are all just rhetorical questions. But um, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to yeah. see how the dynamic changes now because you know you've got four, arguably four. First choice strikers there.
0: Well, I was going to say, those four players, Bon, Moons, Harold and what's Holman. His name? Holman, they would walk into pretty much most National League starting lineups. Yeah, individually. So, nice headache for Justin to have. So Yeah, I guess so. Very good to see. And also, that day, an article online and the official National League Twitter account also, whilst reporting on Holman joining, also mentioned very naughtily, might we add, that we had signed a winger, Lamar Reynolds from Newport County, but nothing from either team was announced that evening. It's a bit of controversy there. Did
1: you see on Twitter? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. But did you see that one of the someone from the national league responded to, yeah. to that? Tagged us in tweets. Yeah, and saying basically that when someone registers with them, they automatically report that someone oh, no, has unless, signed unless the club asked yeah. for an embargo. And it appears that neither club had asked for an embargo, but. You know, um, it's not done until both clubs announce it, yeah. and, and it isn't right that they have that. They should have an embargo, unless we say, yeah, you can. Yeah, you very should be the other, other way around. Very so bit league. poor
0: from the national league, on my yeah. in my opinion. Yep. So first day, fourth of January in the afternoon. George Ellicoby played forty five minutes for an Orient XI who had defeated three and away to Colchester United. So a disappointing result, but great to see George back in action. How that man has been missed in an Orange. Terribly shirt. missed. Yeah, I agree with you. So good news, and in at six pm. Another signing was announced as 22-year-old winger Lamar Reynolds was finally confirmed as an Orient player. Better late than never. He joins us on loan until the end of the season from Newport County. So last season, uh, Lamar scored 28 goals in 36 <laughs> starts for Brentwood Town. That's amazing, isn't it? Super. Then he impressed at Jamie Vardy's V9 Academy and got himself a two-year contract at Newport County in the summer. Hasn't worked out from Newport County. I think he's played eight games there. Wonder why. Um, I mean, Newport Newport doing very well this season, so maybe he just couldn't force his way into the team. Newport had been kind of a surprise package. Beat Leeds today 2-1 as well in the FA Cup. They did, yeah. Maybe he just couldn't get in. But for me, he looks like another good attacking signing. He had a great season last season at Brentwood. Um, You know, but like he stalled. Hopefully, though, Justin could get the best out of him. And if so, he could be a very important player for us. Your views on... Mr Reynolds?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you on what you said there, really. Um, just what we needed, really, in my opinion. So both our wings are, are looking sort of pretty dangerous. In his interview with Elliot at the club, he said he's very different. He brings something different. So um, he's not what you might expect. So yeah. I look forward to seeing some of that sort of trickery pace. He's, you know, from what we saw, yes, I'm jumping the gun a bit here, but what we saw him against Boreham Wood, he looks sharp. Yeah. And he looks like he's got a good, solid shot on him as well. Yeah, so, I would agree. Um, yeah, really excited by this. Good. He, he looks to be an exciting
0: player, so yeah, good cover as well. Should we need it? So, Moody Friday, fifth of January. Happy thirtieth birthday. To Charlie Lee. Hope you had a good one, Charlie. Yeah, big three zero
1: there, mate. Welcome to the 3 Club. Uh, in the late afternoon, the club announced that goalkeeper Sam Sargent has joined Margate FC on a 28-day loan. So good luck to
0: Sam. I think it's important for him to, yeah. to get some game time. Lots of the youngsters now <coughs> getting out, getting, getting, That's right, getting good football. I think we'll see Dorby go out on loan. I think there'll probably be a few others who end up going out on loan to get a bit more action who... Might be been playing last season but haven't been able to get on the team this season. I suspect the only three that won't will be Coroma, Juddy, and Happy. Probably, although Coroma now with Reynolds in and the oh, rumours of Brophy coming a little talk about, I guess, in a little while mm. might be pushed down to Peckham. Yeah, that. that's but, also but great true. to see. Uh, but certainly Judd and Happy. Yeah. And that's Granger, true. obviously, yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. So Saturday. Saturday, yeah, 6th of January.
1: Yeah, the under 18s drew 1 all away to Gillingham with Hector Kipriano scoring. Uh, for the young O's there, so well done uh, to them. Still mixing it with the yeah, league clubs. Yeah, really doing well.
0: there was a pitch inspection at 11am at Brisbane Road, but the match versus <coughs> Wood was given the go-ahead. So we lined up as follows. Yeah, the team was Dean Brill in goal, Caprice,
1: Coulson, Happy and Wooderson. Uh, Lawless, Clay, MacAnuff and Dayton across the middle, and Bond and Harold were up top with substitutes Granger and Gala, Reynolds, Holman,
0: and Mooney. Yep, so it's two changes to the starting lineup. It's Matt Harold starting in place of David Mooney. And Joby McAuliffe came back into the team at the expense of Josh Caroma. While well, losing low signings, Dan Holman and Lamar Reynolds started on the bench. So for me, I was surprised to see Happy start over on Gala. Yeah. I thought Gala would have started that. And I was also surprised to see Harold start over Mooney. Normally Harold is more of an impact player off the bench. And Mooney is better from the start and whistle. Uh, I thought Holman may have started, but we'll come on to why he didn't later. Uh, could be a bit harsh on Corona, you could say. It's not been included in the entire squad after starting and doing on New Year's Day. it doing fairly well against Daniel and Redbridge. Yeah,
1: absolutely. This, this, is, this is the issue that we've got, though, is that we can only have five subs. If we absolutely. had seven, he might yeah. have been on there. But yeah, no, I agree with you about Happy starting ahead of N'Gala. Maybe N'Gala picked up a bit of a knock, yeah, maybe yeah. he a bit of a rest. Uh, and Harold ahead of Mooney is also an interesting one. Again, maybe resting Mooney, you know, rotation, squad rotation at National League level is Pretty much, I would imagine, unheard of. But the fact that we've got such a large squad and yeah, can yeah. do that, then why not rest them? Um, I also, I thought Lamar might get his first start. Uh, you know, over Joby. I didn't realise Joby was was well again and, and was that fit and ready to play. But it's good that he is. Um, otherwise, really, as you would expect. Yeah, for that. Some yeah, the
0: match kicked off in a cold. Ah. Oh. Windy. It was bitter cold. It was very cold and very muddy, especially on the west side. Uh, Brisbane Road. Yeah, it's quite boggy, wasn't it? Yeah, very boggy. With reports of several fans seeing James Brophy in the ground. Keep your eyes and ears peeled this week. We don't and know anything. We but don't. But, but you just, just never uh, know. Pretty certain the player just doesn't who's alone doesn't end up coming to watch a footy match. Exactly. But we shall see on that one. Just as early as the third minute, though, Joby
1: McInnuf had the first effort of the match as his free kick beat the wall, but was easily saved by Grant
0: Smith in the Boram Wood yeah, Got over the wall, didn't get it uh, past keeper. Like fifth yeah. minute, a Boram Wood free kick this time <coughs> on a dry day for found Bellanta who crossed to Davy, but Brill saved superbly from close range when that looked a certain goal. A really good save there from Brill. Wasn't to be his first good save of the match
1: no it wasn't uh, and in the 10th minute Joby does well to get into the penalty box here, and I remember him sort of dribbling and, and the ball yeah. sort of falling quite kindly he finds himself with a bit of space and he goes for the uh, spectacular and tries to curl his effort into the right hand side netting or the top right corner uh, unfortunately he misjudged it and yeah, he well, went quite far wider the goal so well wide that one yeah um, which is a shame because had that had gone in it would have released a bit of pressure because Boreham would start it quite
0: brightly yeah Borum would look in front of the, the attack he yeah. like passed it well moved the ball well for a team who didn't have any forwards, supposedly, I thought they were pretty, pretty good. Good movement. They were using the cross field ball target and quite a bit. We noticed that, didn't we? Yes. Playing balls in from their left onto trying to catch Wilson on our left. Uh, yeah. And really looking for that ball. I also thought their keeper's distribution was excellent. Quite a few times from a spot kick, he would literally just pump it in on the halfway line to their fullback. Every be waiting ball. Way for the ball. Every and ball most fell to a white shirt. Perfection. So. Really good. So that was kind of the pattern of the match. We were finding it hard to get out of our half to get any rhythm going. And Bob would put a lot of pressure on us. And in the 29th minute, Happy is not first to a loose pass. Andrade <laughs> beat him, drove into the box, got round to the byline. And then he passed to an unmarked murder. We all thought it was going to be one nil but he smashed his shot against the crossbar. Oh, that was a, and a massive bit of a laugh there. I thought Happy was finding it difficult, I've got to be honest. Uh, he's looked a for most of this season, but I thought he, he found it hard yesterday. And I think they were targeting Woodison and little Happy that side of the defence, because Happy plays on the left side of yeah. the back and I thought they were really targeting those two. And I think Happy was found out a little bit yesterday. But that you know, he's done fantastically well this season and I can't fault him so far and everyone has an off game. I thought Happy was slightly slightly targeted yesterday by Boywood. Yeah, quite probably quite yeah. probably.
1: I thought he had quite yeah, quite a bit of a wobbly first half but settled down in the second. Um, but then in the thirty-first minute, Dean Brill saves us again. Uh, this time he saves uh, a uh effort. Uh, really, I, I think I said to you at this time, I, I genuinely have a bad feeling that a goal is, is did. coming from yeah. and Wood. Uh They were really running the game, and we're half an hour, we're just over half an hour into this game, and you just felt that their sustained, relentless pressure. And I thought at one point we were going to buckle. But well, you said it's a, it was
0: the first half. it looked like a Justin Edinburgh team, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and I said that too, Justin, yeah, post match yeah. as well. He's got a very stern look on his face, and I thought, oh my God, I've, I've said that. I feel, like, I feel like, like
0: he looked at me like I've sworn at his family. I feel like you weren't scared of Steve Davis. I feel like you're quite scared of Justin. He's quite intimidating, Justin. He is, but in a good way, though. He's fine. He's a friendly guy. Like, if you ever get a chance to meet him, like, he's not. He's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, fun, he? yeah. he's
0: just quite abrupt, isn't he? He's yeah. just, yeah, he's not soft around the edges. Like, Steve was like yeah much yeah. softer guy so more pressure from Boyle Wood in the first half and like we've already said couldn't get it out find it difficult to get any kind of pattern of play going. You know, weren't really threatening in the 45th minute our offside trap was broken on crossed in for shakes who shot Brill saved really well and the ball kind of ricocheted and it was about to roll in over the line before Brill somehow stopped the ball by sitting on it crossing the line he'd done really well and that looked like a certain goal he'd done really well and somehow we survived and Brill kept us in it and the two minutes of injury time were played and the two teams were at half-time, 0-0. Yeah, Matt Bristow summed it up perfectly when he said, 0-0 yeah. at half-time
1: at Brisbane Road. Luke Gerrard's side played brilliantly. Will rue their missed chances. Should be two or three ahead here. Instead, it's level. And I think nobody that was at that game, or at least listened to it, would disagree uh, with you there. And I think some of the comments that we haven't actually put um, in that first half round up is how sloppy our passing was when we were in possession. Yeah, I agree. how we were putting long balls up to Bonn and they were just over hit. Maybe it was the wind, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but essentially we're looking at a team that re- from our perspective that really looked quite disjointed. And like you say, we didn't really get our flow going. They ruled that yeah, game. And they did. when we were in possession I thought we were quite careless with it. Clay in particular, Caprice wasn't crossing yeah. particularly well. So we didn't really help ourselves. Yeah, good points. Uh, with that as well. So attendance was four thousand ninety-four. Just a hundred and sixty-six away fans decided to make the thirty-five, forty-minute journey around the twenty-five yeah. uh, to come and see us here, which is a bit shocking. And I've got a comment: their team bus is a minibus. Yeah, but
0: don't forget they're an absolute tin pot club. I know. That's like, why making the point.
1: We're in, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're. Um, their their kit went uh, came and went in a uh, like a like a what's it called like a warrior what are they call Mitsubishi Warrior type no one but from like fifteen years ago yeah. really you, you just really understand but they've got some some fantastic talent in their squad so they're, clearly you know, they're putting their resources into the playing batting side.
0: well above their weight I think they are um, yeah so second, second half, half kicked half. off yep. yep no subs for the O's and at the start of second half we looked at a lot more intense had a bit more intensity to the game more up for it and the first fifteen minutes a half though. No real chances to talk about. Just better though for more, moment. A bit more desire, a bit more passion for it. Just the first minute. Lawless picked up his 10th booking of the season. So he will miss the next two matches. So he'll miss Bognet away in the FA Trophy and Halifax away in the National League. Yeah, in the 68th minute. The best chance for Orient so far in the match. Is the Boreham
1: Wood goal is open as a long ball. Call-out champion and Smith uh, of Boreham Wood. The ball is loose, it falls to Dayton, unfortunately his shot is well over the bar from about 20 yards, 18, 20 yards out, and I
0: think he should have done better there. I I haven't seen it back, so I can't even recall from how we saw it, but maybe he could have done better, but it was a difficult take, but without seeing it back it's hard to really Mm -hmm. say how good that chance was, but he seemed to rush it, he think he had a bit more time than what he realised. Yeah, I think he rushed it
1: massively as well, but he probably felt the pressure of the situation and just wanted to get his shot away. Yeah, possibly. And and for me, if anything, you want to be hitting a target. And I know it's easy to say from afar, and
0: I'm not in that situation, I never have been... But I think you've got to be hitting the target. Yeah, I think he'll there. be disappointed with that when he looks back on it in yeah. reflection, when he sees the highlights. So 72nd minute, Amal Richards came off his Orient debuts. So he came off with Craig Clay as Joby McLaughlin went into the middle and Reynolds <laughs> went to go onto the wing. Yeah,
1: I think Joby had been moved there a few minutes earlier, actually, which meant Clay was on the left wing, if I saw that rightly. Yeah. Uh, which for me, I thought was a bit odd to move a centre midfielder to the wing and a winger to centre midfield type role. Um, I wonder what Justin was thinking by doing that earlier
0: whether or not he was just readying people for, for that substitution 74th minute though almost a dream start for Reynolds as he got the ball kind of round with it wasn't challenged decides to have a shoot a shoot decides to have a <laughs> shot he does shoot it took a massive deflection and as soon as he deflected it you knew it was going to be a long controlling loop and if it was going to go on target the keeper weren't going to get near it but fortunately it just went over the bar, but what a story that would have been. Had he scored there. debut first touch. I remember, but yeah. A very confident young man, like got it, just looked to that's what We need, yeah, very exactly what we need. Yeah, someone who's much. quite
1: direct and quite, quite,
0: yeah, you know, different. Uh, um, yeah. we don't have that in the team at the moment.
1: A couple of minutes later, in the 76th minute, David Mooney was replaced, sorry, uh, replaced Matt Harold.
0: Yeah, I thought Harold mm. done all right, actually. I thought he put good shift in, he won quite a few balls in the air, but you could get the service to him. But he found it yeah. quite difficult to get into the match if you can't get the balls and the long balls and all the crosses into Harold. That's his game, really, so can kind of cuts out his game. wasn't his most effective game, no.
1: unfortunately, but probably because we couldn't get the service to him. Yeah, 81st minute, though, talking point of the game, is Orient yeah. put the ball in the back of the net, but the referee ruled it out for a foul on their keeper uh, as a back pass uh, put Smith under pressure. Mooney makes a challenge and the keeper went down as Bond put the ball in the back of the net, but the ref had blown his whistle.
0: Now, at the time... We weren't sure if that was right. Yeah. Or not. We thought it was harsh at the time, but we had, we were <clears> in the <throat> press uh, gallery yesterday so we had the we've had the kind of chance to see it back and replay quite a few times. Yeah. And from the angle we see that see that, it did look like Mooney did make contact with their keeper. Not much contact, but contact enough. and their keepers obviously played for it and the ref gave the foul. Uh, soft but probably fair. I would say that one. It is, yeah. Not everybody will agree with that, but unfortunately,
1: it is what it is. Yeah. I think Nick Gearing was of the impression that it potentially was the keeper was just jumping out the way of Mooney. Possibly, yeah. Um, and has maybe sort of faked it or something. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Either way, it wasn't given. So no in commitment. most of those situations, the ref will always go with a keeper. So it's yeah. very difficult to get to get the advantage played there. But you know, same you win, same you lose. That one. Unfortunately, it did go our way.
1: Yeah, 85th minute. Reynolds, who looked pretty lively and up for it, had another effort from 25 yards uh, saved this time by Smith in the Boreham goal. Yeah, it was
0: pretty to end stuff now. Just a minute later, Belanta called a shot from just outside the box. The ball was coming to him and you knew he was going to shoot. It was shaping his body. Yeah. Shot well, actually, but brought down really well to kind of save it. Got down low, powered it away well. And then we took it down the other end instantly and the chance came for David Mooney where the ball came to him on the half volley and he hit it well. But Smith guessed correctly and palmed it away well so still no goal for David Mooney Whatever he is trying God loves a tryer <laughs> he absolutely does love a tryer um,
1: yeah so three minutes of injury time uh, are played and the rest of the matches played out as the match finished nil nil and we keep another clean sheet but conversely also
0: failed to find yeah. uh, the goal in our
1: second game
0: Third game, third game. Uh, third game. Yeah. yeah. So Matt Bristol tweeted us after the game, stat all, and said, LOFC <laughs> achieved back-to-back nil nil all draws for the first time since August 2014 in League One. <clears throat> Bristol City nil-Orient nil, and Orient nil Warsaw nil. So, as always, we were lucky enough to go to the post-match press interviews, and our very own bearded legend, Mr Levy, sitting right next to me. Hello. Got a chance to speak to Justin Edinburgh after the match to get his views on the match, and here's what Justin had to say straight after the Brian Wood game
1: look
2: like adjusting Justin Edinburgh side in the first half so what did you say to the boys in the second half at uh, uh, half time sorry uh, two things I, I think you, you know you have to credit the opposition sometimes I True. think you know people come here and it, it, it's a cup final uh, and they're not sitting one side outside the playoffs for nothing but I think we allowed them to suffocate us um, yeah, we, we spoke about it. we changed the shape a little bit and, and credit to the players probably underperforming for the levels they had, but they they, they got into it in the second half and, you know, grew into the game. And Dean Brill kept us in
1: the game with some outstanding saves. It's probably been one of your key decisions in changing the goalkeeping department,
2: it is, arguably. No, it, it, it was a big decision, you know, because Dean hadn't played for probably over a year, let alone here and... Listen, you... you, you you're asked to make decisions as a manager you've got to make big ones I think it's it's worked for us it's certainly um, paying dividends now yeah and we're keeping clean sheets with two back-to-back nil-nil draws as well yeah I mean that's given us a foundation now now we can look further up the pitch and start to to be more effective in possession you know I think that's where we certainly fell short today I thought we looked a bit anxious a little bit reckless at times and uh, we've got quality here. and that's my job now where we've not got a hectic schedule with no not many midweek games now, we can start getting on the training ground and look to, to implement more ideas going forward. And Kent came on our podcast last week and
1: he discussed about the majority of our business being done probably later in the January window. But we've already signed a couple of players and, and Lamar came on
2: and I thought gave a really good account of himself. He looks like a really exciting player. I thought he looked spark, you know, I think he's, he's going to grow into it. Um, young boy developing, but I think it's a great great stadium a great place for him to come and I, I think we'll see a lot more of that and so I'm excited about them mile, that's for sure thank
0: you very much so that was Justin Edinburgh after the Brian Wood match he also spoke to Dave Victor and George Sessions beforehand I think two things to note out of what he said to to those two guys was that Holman isn't quite match ready yet so that's why he didn't play a part at all yesterday yeah, which felt quite right. interesting it's got to be managed. and he also said that Miles Judd will Turn to training, full training. expects him to train to train all week this week, so oh, we may step, well okay. see him uh, on Saturday. So he's questioned whether Pajard was still injured. Uh, yeah, he has, has been injured, but he's yeah. returning to full training this week, so we may well see him. And again, thanks to uh, Elliot. Now, well, I guess at the club, let us speak to. Justin, but Charlie Long, your contribution is not forgotten. I'm still listening and I'm sure you are, Charlie.
1: Yeah, uh, he's got a long way down to to Jodie, down to Cobham. So hopefully we'll fill 40 to 60 minutes of that. So the league table, then that that draw means that we are now 19th in the National League, which means we've played 29 games. We've won eight, drawn eight and lost 13. We've got a minus seven goal difference and we sit on 31 points. We are now seven points away from the last relegation uh, space. And we are sorry, no, we've got thirty two points. I beg your pardon. We've got thirty two points, we're seven points above relegation, and we are twelve points plus our goal different, our worst goal difference, so probably thirteen points off the playoff place. Yeah, I
0: think the playoffs are gone now, but you know you never know what can happen in football so your views on yesterday's match
1: yeah so for me um, I think we should consider ourselves very lucky really to come away uh, with a point from that game Boreham Wood have a very very good squad Uh, they were at us from the start by attacking not relenting in the pressure that they were putting us under they never ran out of steam uh, until really the second half I thought obviously it goes without saying Dean Brill Brill was a standout man of the match uh, for me he made some fantastic saves to keep us in the game one of the very few chances that we had was uh, a foul on their goalkeeper. The only other one was really early on in the game where JB worked well to get into their penalty area uh, but his curled effort, I think it was the 10th minute, uh, went round the goal which was a bit of a shame because I think he deserved a bit more from that effort. For me though there were too many players having an off day which cannot happen. Uh, I think Justin was right uh, in his post-match uh, comments. I think we did look quite yeah, anxious. It adjusted. didn't look like people really wanted to hold the ball. We were getting rid of it, as I said earlier, um, quite quickly and quite hurried. Caprice's crossing for me was dreadful. Clay's passing was off. It was quite poor for me as well. And I'm not picking on people, but I thought Dayton wasn't as industrious okay. as he usually is. He wasn't attacking. He had a couple of crosses. Um, nothing like we've seen in, the, in, in his previous games and I thought a couple of our corners and free kicks were poorly yeah, delivered as well one. Uh, One didn't even beat the first man at the near post. So, um, you know, when you add all these things up, I think we count ourselves quite lucky to to not have uh, lost that game. Boren Wood, as you mentioned earlier, were targeting Widdison a lot, but I thought he did quite well. He'd done
0: very well, actually, to be fair. To to be fair. Uh,
1: Second half was a better half for us, though the changes Justin made uh, had an effect, and I really, really like the look of Lamar Reynolds. Sometimes you don't get what you deserve from a game or you have to play ugly to get any form of a result and to end on a positive, that's two nil-nil draws in two games against teams much higher than us in the league. So, like Justin said, something yeah. to build on. I like it. I say, yeah,
0: happy with the point, I think, considering the first half performance, I think Dean Brewer managed to keep us in the game. So I mean, that's that standards, mm, uh, saves in the first half. thought it looked a bit tired, a bit lackluster, but understandable after the festive period. Now we go back to one game a week for the most part, which is good. Uh, much better second half though, we had good spells but didn't really create anything during those spells looked like a tough pitch though to play on but I thought a few players like you didn't have their best games I thought Caprice his runs are still pretty decent but his crossing like you said wasn't very good a few basic passes weren't a bit haywire that shouldn't do Clay again like you've said I've already mentioned I thought Happy looked a bit less assured than he has done at times Reynolds looked good could be exciting but in my opinion that's a game in a pre-justed world we would have lost so I'm happy to take the point, and hopefully we can push on from here. So those were our views. Plenty to see your views. So thank you for all the views we got in uh, about that game to at Orient Outlook on our, our Twitter account. And if we haven't mentioned yours, uh, we do apologise. Just because we read them doesn't. We, we agree with them. So to start off with a pull, underscore a buff not. says a scrappy nil-nil draw. The kind of game we'd have lost two months ago. The state of the pitch did not help anyone. As the game went on, we looked stronger and finished a better team. Another clean sheet, but we need more oomph in the final third. Yeah, something I meant to mention earlier, really. We can't blame the pitch uh,
1: for our performance because Bore and no, Wood played on it as well. Yeah, so uh, they did well on it, so we should too. Yeah. Uh, Joe Jessner, 16, tweeted us and said, Harold starting is pointless. We were lucky not to be 3-0 down at half-time. This was not a good defensive performance and the tactics were negative and weak. Only plus point is that Boreham would strike poor finishing. Justin Edinburgh
0: should not oh. claim credit for this result. Controversial, very harsh. I reckon Blue Apps is happy with a point after that first half. Thought it probably was a foul on the keeper for the disallowed goal. The ref was fussy today, but was also fussy at probably earlier this year. Pitch was like an allotment. Needs to be better. And yeah, that's because unfortunately the lack of investment yeah. by the previous ownership and, and
1: the time we got uh, the new the new owners took over there wasn't it's enough late, time. Yeah. Ron Sampson15 said the lack of goals is worrying. Zero in three games. Surprised Holman wasn't used. Chester won and uh, so are seven points behind us with two games in hand. Worrying times. Um, yeah, we've, I've made a comment but we've already... Mentioned why Holman didn't play.
0: Yeah, I like to expect to see a complete, I'd expect to see a different forward too, I would say, for next week. But mm-hmm. we will see at ALB 5 3 9 it the first half was awful, second half was much better and a very even game at 0 0, and that was the fair result. Caprice was embarrassingly bad today, but I liked the little bit we saw of Reynolds. Yeah, Marcus Maynard said we were lucky to be level at the break
1: and lucky not to be ahead by the end. Boreham were massively average and we made them look like world beaters at times. I'm starting to sound like a stuck record, but Caprice looks exhausted.
0: Yeah. Interesting point. Maybe he is exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. CM Oriental says, We were very fortunate to pick up the point today. That's a plus Ellicleas sheet. But overall, we were woeful all over and a replica of the reverse fixture. The difference of a total, royal spanking, was the man of the match Dean Brill a lucky point
1: LOFC1978 says lucky to not be 3-0 down at half time why sign two players and not start with them then bring on Mooney Clay and Caprice had shockers Happy was poor Brill man of the match says it all overall really disappointing yeah, uh, hopefully do, we've answered some yeah, of those points absolutely. in you do
0: you pedal underscore TW says Dean Brill is the only reason we didn't lose that match where is Judd it's unclear whether he's injured or had been dropped hopefully we made that clear for you uh, in uh, the interview that we played earlier That was the worst performance I have seen from Capri since the Trandby game. He's great going forward, but poor getting back and crosses are going to no one. He could just be knackered. you know, considering he's he's played all the Crip games over the festive period. Yeah. And most of the season he might just need a rest. You could argue though that the same for Borum Wood players if they played all season that they'd be in the same Possibly. I don't know if, if all their players have played as consistent as Caprice has. He's pretty much played, I'd say, at least 90% yeah. of the games yeah. this season. Orient Fan TV
1: said, We were lucky to not be 3 or 4 nil down at the time. Much better in the second half. Like the look of Reynolds, he seems very fast and direct, which I think is a really good observation there. Pitch played a big part in today's
0: performance. I thought another clean sheet, which is good, would have liked to see Holman come yeah. on. at Frank Cahill So Not a great performance, but still keeping clean sheets. And as the quote goes, If you never concede a goal, you're going to win more games than you lose. We must remain positive. Pitch was shocking. And it's another point on the board. I like that tweet. Yeah, That's good tweet. really
1: good. If you never concede a goal, you're gonna win more than you lose. You can't Spot lose on. if you don't concede. Spot so. on, yeah. uh, Kevin Cowan said six weeks ago we'd have lost that game by two or three. Plaudits today for Joby, Widdison, Coulson, Bru and Lawless. So I thought all had decent games, as did
0: Moons and Reynolds when they came on. I think Caprice has really struggled in the last two games. Yeah, a lot of people picking up on Caprice. Mm-hmm. Frankie Hurst says Brule, happy, Lawless, Michaela and Coulson played well. Bonwell is heart out again. Mooney did quite well. Caprice wasn't at his best, but we did well. We need a right back in with Judd being injured and hopefully we can get some faster players in. Where's Bocco? That's a really good question. Yeah. If if you, that is a really good question. If you've seen him, let us know. Yeah,
1: you'll find him outside the uh, entrance to the where the players, where the park, players under the, park under, under the west end. He's
0: always outside there. Talking, talking to his
1: mate. <laughs> SMT8, uh, Jack7 said, Need a creative midfielder. Wouldn't start Caprice or claim the next game. And we'll give Holman a start.
0: Yeah, D-Day reduces. How would it go in at half-time, two or three? Or down. or I'll never know. At 90 minutes, they were better in every department. Their keeper was excellent with his distribution. Yeah, I've got to agree with that tweet. There. Their keeper was excellent with his distribution. Even when he... It wasn't
1: like a... You know, when you put it on the ground and kick it off the ground... It, it, his kicks out when he was holding the ball and so yeah. kicking it always went to a Wood man um, all, all day long. Uh, speno 11 said, We were poor, especially in the first half, but we must give Boren um, Bordenwood. Yeah, I think that's that, probably that's an alternate. Autos- oh, is it? Yeah. We must give Bordenwood some credit for that, but it really looked like. We were really tired. Reynolds looked
0: bright, but overall, 0-0 summed it up. Yeah, Vince Howard, 73, so <laughs> got him. totally out-muscled in the first half and lucky to go at 0-0. Seemed to up our game in the second half and Reynolds looked a handful. Even Mooney did well in comparison to Harold, but subs really should have been made earlier and the pitch only helped the opposition. At Joe uh, underscore Pavitt said, Rubbish game. Thought we still had
1: Davis in charge for the first half. It was so awful. Grill was fantastic, but he has to practice his kicking. Caprice was the worst player on the pitch and Justin made great choices with his subs. A point is still crucial at this stage. Yeah, interesting
0: that we just said the Bob Wood's keepers were fantastic kicking. Yeah. And someone picked that up and said Brewer wasn't that good. At Dirk Turk, if they had a fox in the box, we would have been buried 3-0 before half-time. Stronger, fitter, and strangely better technically less all over the park, which I didn't think I'd say about any team in the league this season. Gorillaz1985 said, Considering how bad we
1: played today... Not bad to get a point in an informed team. Uh, was surprised Holman didn't get any minutes though Judd needs to get fit as Caprice has been poor recently also another bad ref decision has cost us points it's about time we get some luck with the refs I was sitting with the Boreham Wood chairman today and he thought the goal should have stood he said their goalie was very lucky and wow. I find that really interesting yeah a well done really league a winning
0: the crossbar challenge even though you didn't hit it just we missed saw it you didn't win
1: it. it so, so and we filmed and it we filmed it mate so it's on our Twitter yeah. timeline
0: go and yeah. a and the final word this week goes to and Joe. Which is not the best game I've ever seen, no doubt assisted by the pitch, but we can't use that as an excuse. The goal should have stood, but on the bright side, another clean sheet and another point on the board. So thank you for all your tweets yeah. uh, throughout the week and keep sending us your tweets at any time of day and any day so at Oren Outlook or you can email us at outlook at Outlook.com and we're on Facebook uh, and Instagram. Yes we are,
1: underscore outlook underscore uh, podcast for those that are inclined. Prediction League update now as we move to close this episode out. Nobody predicted this result correctly, so there were no points to be awarded, and the table remains unchanged from last week. So at Bill underscore Johnson UK still at the top on 19 points. Samuel Lofc is second at uh, Lofc ninety seven is second on 15 points, and on 14 points both Lawton Gamps and Unexpected Item O. Uh, go to our Facebook page if you want to see the full table. See where you are. In that league, so thank you to everybody yeah. for our predictions. That tweet goes out at twelve o'clock. Uh, you can email it to us or you can tweet us. It's entirely up to you. Uh, my suggestion will be to wait until the team is
0: announced at two, though. Yep. So they said for January. The ladies' team were back in action for the first time since Christmas and were two-one victors over Denham United in the league. Thanks to goals from Sophie Le Marchand and Becca. So the ladies carrying on from where they left off pre-Christmas with another win. So well yeah. done to the ladies. And so, as Paul said, time to close up this podcast so fantasy football league update tim roberts leads the orient outlook fantasy football league on 1275 points he's 15 points ahead of second place sarah garlic I know, 54th position still trying to break into the top 50 so i'm going to try and do top 30 this season that's that's my aim see if i can get into the champions league spots
1: yeah Absolutely, so positives yep. and negatives this week, so we've kept another clean sheet, had a bit of luck on our side for that as well, and I think a lot of that will go down to the performance of Dean Grill uh, and the saves that he's made to keep us in games. Uh, it, it should not be underestimated how impactful he's been. We've had two very strong loan signings, one of which we've seen play we like the look of already, and it also seems that the players are fighting for Justin and each other, yeah, uh, so agree. there's a lot of togetherness there.
0: So negatives then, uh, firstly, no goals on the last three games, so defence doing their job, keeping clean sheets, but we haven't been able to capitalise uh, on that by not scoring goals. Secondly, I've mentioned it quite a bit, but a few individual poor performances yesterday, maybe they had an off day, maybe they were tired, but a few who have been doing well recently not so good, and the biggest one I guess, on the last one, a very poor first half yesterday, lucky not to go in, as many of you have alluded to it, two or three goals, but down. One more positive that we
1: forgot to add was that George played 45 minutes. George Ellicobi yeah. played 45 minutes um, during the week as well and came through, I think, unscathed. So, Hope so. good stuff on the road to recovery. So, yeah. it won't surprise anybody, though, that our hero of the week this week goes to the brilliant Dean Brill. well done, Dean. Well done, Pino. Well done, Dean. Uh, So, yep. moving on then. Next week's fixtures, we've got just the one fixture next week. We are in the FA Trophy. We travel to National League Southside, Bognar Regis. This is the second round. Bognar Regis are 21st in the National Conference South. They are six points from safety after drawing two all away to bottom of the table, Whitehawk. For those that are interested, Bognar Regis have played 25. They've only won three games of those 25. They've drawn 11 and lost 11, they've only scored 29 goals, conceded 44 and they've got 20 points at the
0: moment. So yeah. Dave Victor's post-match interview with Justin, he also asked them about the match next week and Justin said he's going to take it very seriously we will play a very strong side there. So we've also alluded to maybe Holman and Reynolds starting next Saturday but I think possibly. Justin will play his strongest 11 as he sees fit and he sees it as a massive opportunity to go to Wembley and to win a trophy and it really is, if we beat Absolutely. Bob the Regents it's the third round and then, you know, I think there's only two or three more rounds before you fit get a
1: semi-final. Absolutely. The question mark will hang as to who will be playing in Alex, uh,
0: in, um, Alex Lawless's position. Yes, because Freddie Moncara is cup-tied. Because Freddie Moncara is cup-tied. Cup yeah. So an interesting choice there to be made. Maybe McLaughlin can play in the middle and he plays Reynolds on the yeah, win. Yeah, good shout. I think that's exactly yeah. what, what will happen. So or will there be a new
1: signing? Will there be new signings this coming week? Yeah, who knows? But D- I think D- if D- we go on what we've got, I think, yeah, you've got yeah, Dayton and probably. Lamar and then Macanuff and yeah. Clay in the middle. So, very
0: interesting. So, Thought, it, thought-provoking as well. Yeah, so that is it. So, thank you for joining us for episode 128. A bit of a shorter episode than normal. Yeah. Off the pitch, it been a busy start to 2018 for our club, as two new faces have arrived in the first week of the new year, as Dan Holman and Lamar Reynolds have arrived from the two clubs alone until the end of the season, and they'll hopefully help us push on up the National League table while another young player in Sam Sargent has gone out on loan to get more experience. Additionally, credit must go out to the club for their Awake kit idea which was fantastic given us fans the chance to vote for our favourite Awake It for next season so make sure you have voted. Then on the pitch we saw another tough team in Wood arrive to Brisbane Road in tough conditions and they played very well against us yeah. but we gained another point after scraping through to get an in 0 draw which could be considered to be uh, unlucky after we had a late goal walled out that could have gone Either way. Yeah, absolutely.
1: We'll be back with episode 129 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. If you're listening to us on iTunes, again, please, if you could go and subscribe and give the podcast a quick review. As I said last time, it doesn't have to be chapter and verse, just a quick one-line-up will be great. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll get all the podcasts available as soon as we've uploaded them. If you have an older relative or or loved one who you think would enjoy the podcast, can you help them out? Either grab their phone or set it up for them, do something and help
0: them, uh, because we'd love to engage with as many people as possible. Wherever you are, in the world. Yeah, I like it. Just a quick reminder: whether you are in the world, you can also buy an Orient Outlook Podcast mug, not restricted yeah. to London or wherever. You can get one wherever not you are. Not just for Christmas either. Not just for Christmas. They're £7 for one, £12 for two, £3 postage. We are trying to put two mugs together now to try and save people on postage money. So if you fancy one and you need a nice mug or you just want to help out your local podcast, please do get in touch by email or Twitter DM or Facebook or Instagram. Anyway, You want to get hold of us, please do. We have a few mugs still left. Quite
1: a few have gone, which is great. We've got we've still got a few left. and from we've had some really good feedback from those that that have used it. So they are good quality mugs, they are well packaged to be sent out. So that is it from us this week. We look forward to hearing from you. Keep in touch with us, as Steve said earlier, at Orient Outlook on Twitter, Orient Outlook at Outlook.com by email, Facebook and Instagram as well.
0: Have a great week. And hopefully next edition there'll be a few new signings to talk about.
1: Maybe, yeah, absolutely. And we'll see who we can get on uh, the podcast as well. So keep calm, listen to the On Outlook podcast this week. We're going to be playing you out. Uh, We can't play Tijuana Taxi because we didn't win, but we're just going to say, obviously, keep the faith. And uh, uh, this is one from George Michael. So have a good week, everybody. Up the O's. Up the O's.